Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Earlier this month, we talked about Australia Post increasing the cost of parcel and package delivery services by as much as 10%. The changes are due to take effect soon and will likely hit small businesses hard, who of course rely on postal services following the e-commerce boom. One of the other players in the space is an Australian company called Sendle, S-E-N-D-L-E. It's a bit of a David and Goliath situation, but it shows just how technology can be used to disrupt a long-established business. James Chin Moody is the founder and chief executive officer of Sendle. James, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thanks for having me, Sean. Now, I know you've got a few issues with the way Australia Post does business, and we'll get to those in a moment. But first of all, tell me the Sendle story. You started almost 10 years ago. Why? Yeah, well, we actually started as our own first customer. We were running a marketplace, but we really needed a a much better shipping solution. Uh, It wasn't door-to-door, and it was really expensive. And what we found was that there's a whole lot of enterprise-level carriers out there, and that if we unite those networks, we could find capacity and make them available for the first time to ourselves and then what we realized for small business. And to give you a sense of what this really means, to send a parcel, say 10 kilograms, from one side of the country to the other can cost you, say, $45. We can do it for less than half that. And, and you know, the savings are incredible. It's faster. And everything we can do, we can do door-to-door. We'll pick it up from you. Okay. So how? I mean, I think you did give the answer to that question already, but just explain why you can do it cheaper. Well, a lot of folk don't realize, we sometimes think that, you know, a a monopoly wrapped in a habit, right, is invisible. And what a lot of folk don't realize is there is an alternative to Australia Post, or there are alternatives to Australia Post. There are so many trucks driving around. What we found is that we can actually unite that other network that's out there, the non-Australia Post network, and make it available for small business. And what we're really doing is trying to fill all those trucks that are delivering stuff to your homes and taking them and filling them up with parcels. And instead of going on the back hall uh, with empty air, we can actually start filling with parcels. That makes the entire network more efficient, which translates directly into savings for small businesses. There must be a big technology basis to this because my experience, I suppose, in newspaper land and getting newspapers delivered, it was always the last mile was by far the hardest part of it. I mean, getting something from Perth to Melbourne might be okay, but getting it to a suburb of Melbourne, getting it to Turak or somewhere, that can be a bit trickier. Maybe Turak's a bad example. But, you know, where is the hard part and how does technology play a role? Yeah, I mean, it is. look, there's a lot of technology behind it, making sure that we can send a parcel from everywhere to everywhere with a minimum of a one. And and Sendal, by the way, is we're not just in Australia. We've now sent a parcel from every single three-digit zip in America to every other three-digit oh, wow. zip in America. And we now cover... 99% of Canada. And, and what's really interesting, the technology makes us not just a lot cheaper than Australia Post, but we were the only carrier to not go down during COVID, for example, because we knew that you know, if something happened to the network, we could quickly repair it. And often we'd send out trucks to pick up all the parcels outside that. So, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of technology behind but what it really translates to is finding space in networks and making that space available to small business at a reduced price. Okay. And these are all contractors, the actual drivers of the trucks or the deliverers of the parcels and that? Yeah, indeed. They're contractors or franchisees, and it's a massive national network. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in that. Like, what's kind of a sense of how many parcels you deliver? So, we're, we're sending millions and millions of parcels all around the world. 
we don't generally give out our total numbers, but uh, to give you a sense, we've now sent over 300 billion kilometers of parcel delivery. That is a great stat. Yeah, exactly. We now we've crossed Voyager. Uh, that was the first goal. You know, first it was like send enough to go from here to the moon. Then we hit yeah. the sun. Then we went outside the system, the solar system, and now we're well past Voyager. Right. Well done. So, and and mostly, do you sell on your? Well, the point of difference is obviously cost. You've mentioned that, but is it tracking? What other points of difference do you have? So we think of it as simple, reliable, and affordable. You know, small businesses really need to spend their time working out how to grow their business. Um, that's what you really want to do when you're in, in business. So not only do we, you know, we actually have a price guarantee that we're cheaper than Australia Post for the same city and the national parcels, but actually we also try to save a lot of money. Everything for us is no contracts, no minimums, uh, including insurance, like, you know, try not to have no surprises. It's all about trying to create a simple, reliable, and most importantly, affordable parcel delivery service for small business. Okay. And then coverage is very broad across Australia? Uh, yes. So again, we can send a parcel to anywhere in Australia. We can send it to anywhere on actually uh, a non-embargoed part of planet Earth. Right. Uh, so right. yes, we've got, got all the coverage you need. Stay with me, James. We'll be back in a minute. I'm speaking to James Chin Moody, founder and CEO of Sendle. You're carbon neutral, a certified B Corp. I was reading about the investor who offered you a million dollars in funding on condition that you stopped pursuing that. You clearly, you turned them down. Why is it so important to you? Yeah, well, one of, one of the really deep parts of the ethos of the company is about taking responsibility. When something goes wrong, you know, we need to fix it. And that responsibility actually extends to taking responsibility for the emissions of that parcel. In fact, from, from day one, uh, so this is back when we, um, you know, sent our very first parcel, it's around about 2014 now, we decided that we wanted to try to do things in a different way. You know, we're here to level the playing field between small business and, and, and big business. We're here to really break the monopoly. There's a functional monopoly in place in, in many of the places that I've just mentioned around parcel delivery. But more importantly, we think that the entire world of logistics the entire world of transport and logistics should start taking responsibility for its emissions. So yeah, every single parcel we've ever sent, we actually, one, we're trying to make the networks more efficient. We're trying to convert the networks into, uh, and we've done that in some parts of the network already to where we can uh, use electric vehicles, but then everything that's left, we actually do make sure that we've got enough carbon abatement in place to make that parcel delivery carbon neutral. Okay, so, so just how do you do that? Is it buying carbon offsets or is it? We do, yes. So we work with a, a company called South Pole. And in fact, one of the things, because every single parcel is offset, we actually let our customers uh, vote on where they would like the offsets. We, we pre-vet them, of course, but where mm-hmm. would they would like to actually, you know, see the emissions programs, uh, the emissions reductions programs come into place. Okay. Now, I mentioned that you have, have some concerns over the way Australia Post does business and what you've described as anti-competitive behaviour. Explain that. What are you talking about in that instance? Yeah, well, I, I think the, the one thing is we've got a – Australia Post is a bit of a hybrid. There's a, you know, if you think about it, a licensed monopoly for the letter business. But that is really also then being used by a, a parcel business that is in some ways stifling, we believe, competition. And also, more importantly, it's – and we've just seen the rates go up by almost 10% you know, it's hurting small businesses. 
And so there is an actual uh, inquiry into postal reform at the moment. We put forward some some suggestions around Australia Post and a vision for Australia Post, which is much more open, which can also you know be the foundation of a lot of innovation in a similar way that we work with the US Postal Service actually in, in the US. So we have a very different relationship with the US Postal Service than we do with Australia Post here, where Australia Post, we don't use their network, we can't use their network. And in fact, we are here absolutely to be a competitor to them right now. Okay. The part I didn't understand that, so certainly a letter delivery service, should they not be a parcel delivery service? Oh, they should absolutely. Uh, I think that there's a plenty of room. But for example, uh, they restrict access to PO boxes. Imagine if you could only call a home phone number that was a Telstra home phone number if you had a Telstra mobile phone. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, right. that's the sort of, there's a whole lot of pieces as you start to plug in, plug in there. And also there's places where we could look at job share or parts where imagine if you have rural areas where it doesn't make sense for multiple drivers what becomes very inefficient for multiple drivers to be going in one place. Is that the sort of thing you're talking when you're talking, you mentioned the US, but with other one-time monopoly service providers overseas, is that the sort of thing you're talking to them about? Absolutely. So for example, US has got a workshare program where they actually open up their last mile for other providers to actually say, well, if I can do all the the medium mile, the, 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 the line hauling, we can share the last mile. And, and I know we're not the only one who's put forward submissions like this. I, I know that Team Global Express has as well. But I think there's, you know, it's really about modernizing and opening up that network for the benefit of everyone. Because it is ultimately, at the end of the day, an investment that the country has made. And how do we make it more effective? And given the e-commerce boom isn't going to slow down, I suspect, this is going to be a, an issue going forward many, many years. Indeed. And, and what does it translate to at the end of the day? And, and you know, you just meant, you, you mentioned the Australia Post price rises, you know, it actually, ultimately, it means better rates for small business. And, and, you know, small business is the lifeblood of the economy and e-commerce is absolutely where a lot of we're seeing, you know, small businesses see opportunities. So, you know, on the same day that Australia Post, you know, announced their price rises, in turn, we actually announced a savings program called Ship and Save, because the more customers who use our alternative network and the more parcels they send through it the more efficient it becomes and therefore we can actually give the savings back to them so that's the vision that we have for the the future of e-commerce where ultimately we're not dominated by functional monopolies where you know we can actually really lean into the efficiencies that you get as you start to scale james thank you for talking to fear and greed thanks for having me That was James Chin Moody, founder and CEO of Sendal. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.